0: back.
1: Happy Father's Day. we want to make a couple of announcements before we start into our music. Friday night, men, it's a men's fishing trip. All the information is in the bulletin. I think it starts about 6 o'clock. You need to bring you some food and some drink. We'll have grills and everything there for you. If we catch anything, we just might clean it, cook it, and eat it, not worry with it anymore. Saturday morning, we have a Holy Rollers event. We're going to Metamora, so all you Holy Rollers, look in the the uh, bulletin, and they'll give you all the information, okay? It's going to be a fun weekend. I'll be tired by, Monday, or by Sunday, but <laughs> with the Lord's help, I'll make it. There you go. <laughs> we have come to be a blessing. I have come to testify, to say the Lord is with you. Even though it seems he's far Circumstances have you blinded You can't see the light of day But the Lord has made a way of escape Before your trial even came your way It's Jesus He is here for you this day when you focus on the Savior, circumstances go your way. If God be before you, tell me who can be against you? Jesus. There's no one like me. Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus.
0: The truth, the light, the
1: way. Sing it now. We have come. We, we have come, come to be a blessing. We, we have come, come to
0: testify
1: to say the Lord is with you, even though He seems far.
0: Circumstances have
1: you blinded? you can see the light of
0: day
1: but the lord has made the way of escape before your triumph
0: even came your way oh it's jesus
1: he is here for you this day when you focus on the savior circumstances go your way if god before you
0: Against you Jesus. There's no one like Jesus.
1: Jesus.
0: I talk about Jesus. Jesus. The truth, the light, the way.
1: here for you this day when you focus on the Savior circumstances go away if God before, God you, before you tell me who can be against you Jesus there's no one like
0: Jesus I'm talking about Jesus the truth, the life, the way God before you, who can
1: be against you? Jesus, Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. I love you,
0: Jesus. Jesus. Yeah.
1: The truth,
0: the life.
1: Give him praise this morning.
2: Happy Father's Day. Day. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Um, Me personally, it's a wonderful day. I've I've, uh, never knew what it was like uh, to love like I've discovered since I've had my son a few years ago. There's nothing like it. Lots of proud fathers, lots of happy dads in the house. We're here today to celebrate, here to have church, to honor God, our Heavenly Father. And we're here to honor you, Father. It's so wonderful, whether they're standing right next to you or you're celebrating a legacy of a father that you've had. Or maybe just a a strong male figure that took you under their wing as a dad. We appreciate you and we thank you and we honor you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's a wonderful day, not only to celebrate our fathers, but if you look around, boy, you see some changes out in the lobby, and it's just wonderful. Pardon our dust, as they say. We are excited. Our floor is changing. It's going to be changing again, and man, this thing is coming together. It's, it's one thing to talk about it when you see it coming together. It's just beautiful and wonderful, and it's awesome. It's a special day for us to be together their visitors and families here in the house today welcome if you came with your father if you're here especially today welcome we do want to mention our friends are back from their missionary journey journey christian and francella mays right here they're back this sunday want to welcome them back wonderful to have him in the them in the house it's a day for us to celebrate tonight we will not be having service But we want you to take that time and we give you that time because we want you to honor dad and take care of him all day today. We want you to have a blast with your family and uh, everybody get around, hug and love and, and hang out and have a wonderful day today. With that being said, we're going to get out in the aisles and we're going to welcome each other into the house of God on this Father's Day.
1: like a tree planted by the water we never will run dry so let
3: And hold them out just a little bit in our hearts and minds the bible tells us when it comes to the lord's supper it says as oft as you drink this drink as you eat this bread eat it drink it in remembrance of me and what i've done for you would you right now just in your own way thank the lord for what he's done for you before we ever even begin this morning would you take just a moment to love him Perhaps this would be a time to examine your own heart before we take communion. Lord, thankful for what you've done. So thankful. Lord, we honor you and we remember it's not in any works that we would accomplish or do. It, It isn't anything we can purchase. It isn't something that's come to us through any other means except the precious blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that you gave for us. Lord. If we ever get to the place where we think we can do this on our own or that we save ourselves or that our gifts and our talents our abilities perhaps our tithe our time these things are elements that secure our salvation Lord it's in a moment like now when we're reminded that it is none of those things it is nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ sacrifice that you gave for us as you come to this earth You died on the cross for us allowed your body to be bruised and battered beaten for us because the wages of sin was death Lord you gave us life we honor you this morning and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ can anyone say praise the Lord praise the Lord as you hold the elements of communion we This is an institution that isn't made up by a church. There's no doctrine. It's not Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, Church of God, or Church of Christ. Jesus looked at his disciples. And it says, and when he had given thanks, he took the bread, and he broke it. When he broke it, he gave thanks. And he looked at his (coughs) disciples, and he said, this is my body that is broken for you he said as often as you eat this bread remember what I've done for you and they took and they ate Lord we thank you this morning we thank you that you could have been a God who sat on a throne and demanded that we worship we could have been robotic in our, com- in our commands from you, and we could have been told what we'll do with a firm hand. You could have ordered our worship, ordered our obedience, but you wanted our love. And so you abandoned the palace and the paradise of glory. You took, you took your throne and you stepped away from it. You came to this earth and you became poor. You walked among us. You lived the life that we live. And you did that sinlessly as the Son of God and Son of Man. We honor you this morning that you paid the price for us, that you came to become one of us so that you could redeem us. And we remember your body that was broken, the incarnation, Christ, come to the earth, becoming man so that we could live and know eternal life as sons of God. We thank you for the body. We thank you for the bread. He says, and after the same manner, they took the cup and when it's up, he looked at them and he said, this cup is my blood in the New Testament, a covenant. By this blood, we know we have redemption and freedom from sin. He said, as often as you drink this cup, do it in remembrance of me. hallelujah thank you for sins that are washed away thank you Lord that I have victory in the flesh because of Calvary thank you for redemption a new heart, a new creature in Christ Jesus thank you Lord we honor your name, we bless you and we remember what you've done for us this morning hallelujah hallelujah Nothing but the blood of Jesus Nothing,
0: Nothing but the blood
3: morning we thank you we remember and Lord we also know what your word teaches that, that this is we do in remembrance of you remembering your death until you come and I'm believing at the marriage supper of the Lamb there'll be one more round of communion as we at the Lord's Supper one more time give up honor and glory for what you did to redeem us to save us and to purchase our salvation we honor you this morning and we're waiting We're waiting for the blast of a trumpet. We're waiting for you to step out and call your children home. And until then, we will occupy and we will praise you and glorify you and honor you and serve you and work for you in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. We honor you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of jesus the bible says come let us reason together though our sins be as scarlet they shall be white as snow how many of you know the redemption and the blessing and the salvation of jesus christ in your life amen amen before you're seated this morning we want to have prayer this is a time in our service where we take just a moment got a little bit of a ringing up here guys time in our service where we acknowledge and, and we remember the state of Israel. We're a church that believes and follows the admonition of the world, the word to seek the good of Israel and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Don't listen to politics. Oh, Don't listen Amen. to politicians. Amen. Stay true to God's holy word. Don't start falling under their propaganda and all their stuff. It's not about votes, huh? It's not about votes, it's about the word of God and the foundation of Christ Jesus. In this world and it's about a soon coming king this this book right here is not democrat it's not republican it's not the liberty party or the green party yellow party orange party it ain't none of those this is a monarchy and the king of all kings is jesus christ at the right hand of the father hallelujah and so we stand with israel but we also stand in the God-blessed country of the United States of America. And we will pray for our country this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm more sick in my gut the closer we get to November. Uh, you, you may have it all figured out. I don't. I look at it all, and I am just like, I don't like nobody. I'm, as a matter of fact, Brian, will you please run for president? I would like to just vote for you. We'll just do that. All in favor of Brian Little for president, say amen. amen. <laughs> right. I don't know what they got going. Now, at the end of the day, I guess it don't matter. There ain't one going to be better than any other, and they're all just as rotten as the other one. And if I stepped on your candidate's toes, I'm sorry. The one who keeps me, the one who protects me, provides for me, he doesn't, he doesn't depend on an election and he is the Lord, the omnipotent King of glory. He's my, he's my Lord, he's who I serve. Vote your heart, vote your heart as you feel led in your heart and as you have prayed it through. But This morning as we pray now, let's pray for the United States of America. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for protection for God's people all over the world. Christians are under torment and torture and, and attack. All over the world and it is our responsibility to pray for them as we lift up Israel we lift up our country and we lift up our brothers and sisters as well we pray for the safety of everyone everyone as we know God loves all people and we want sal- salvation to come to each of them in protection how many in agreement with me say amen wow. let's pray together and as we're praying I want us also to remember the Fletcher family, Jim Fletch, Fletcher's passed away over the weekend. And we're going to be having his service on Tuesday. Also I would like you, I have promised the Osborne family that we would be remembering them this morning, Brother Troy Osborne, Troy and Shirley. Um, they grew, they were young people here, they grew up Clayton Street, they've been part of this congregation forever. It's only been the last couple of months that they have come home, as they like to say. They've come home, back to Clayton Street, Stratford Heights, and they have just been loving our services and everything's been great. I, I took them on a tour last Sunday, I was able to show them around the building, and, and they, they loved seeing that. and They've been really excited about all of that, but uh, this morning, Brother Troy is at death's door. So we want to pray for Brother Troy. How many of you know he's all right? He's all right, but we've got a family that needs our prayers and comfort today. It's, just a couple of months ago everything was fine and went to the doctor and things have taken a turn and we want to pray for them that God will bring comfort to them what I love about this gentleman is that when I went in for his surgery a couple of weeks ago went in and prayed with him I walked in I thought now Ray you've got to you got to be on top of this you've got to pray and you got to have comfort and strength and give some scripture and we're going to comfort this man is going through this difficult surgery I walked in and I said. Brother Troy, how are you doing today? I said, come, I'm gonna pray with you. I God's gonna be with you. We're gonna pray over the doctors. He looked at me and the biggest smile come on his face. He says, I'm all right, Pastor. He said, whether he takes me or leaves me, it's already been prayed through and I'm good, I'm good. And I looked at him the big old smile on his face and I'm sitting there tearing up and I'm like, could you pray for me? <laughs> He's got a confidence and an assurance that is amazing. I wondered what I'd find last evening as I stepped into their living room, and, and he is at, at the point of death. I stepped up to his bed, I said, Brother Troy, it's Pastor Ray, I said, I'm here to pray with you. A big old smile came on his face. He opened up his eyes and looked at me and he said, all right, the confidence is still there. Amen. Still there. Amen." come high water come flood come rain come fire the confidence is in our god who will not fail us he says i'll never leave you i'll never forsake you yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me amen confidence have confidence today god is here let's pray father as we come to you now with all these needs We pray, Lord, that you will minister and touch to these that need your comfort and your strength. I pray for the Fletcher family. We lift them up to you, God. Touch their broken hearts and be with them. Let the peace of the Lord just surround them and be with them, especially through the difficult days ahead. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we pray for the Osborne family. We lift them up to you and pray in the name of Jesus that your grace, your comfort, your strength will be with Brother Osborne, be with this family comfort them and be with them God we trust you we know you're able even in this moment to raise him up in strength all you need to do is speak the word but Lord we also trust and know that your will be done and so we'll trust you as he said either way as we have confidence in our God who will not fail us we pray Lord for the state of Israel we lift her up to you and pray and seek the good of Israel and ask you to Lord touch their their sons and daughters their families, minister, Lord, across their borders and keep them, protect them as we seek the good of Israel. We ask you to touch your people and minister, Lord, through them as your will is unfolding in this earth. Prophetically, we honor you, God, and we honor Israel. We pray for the United States of America. Lord, we understand and know at the end of the day, it's all just people. So we pray that you'll give them wisdom, give them grace, and whatever your will is and whatever is supposed to happen, we just give it to you, Lord, and trust you. Pray in the name of Jesus, you'll seek the good we seek the good for our country and ask your protection over our people and over our cities and our schools and we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ Lord we ask for you to to show favor and protection on your people all around the world and Lord to all people because we know you love all people we ask you to minister protection let your hand rest upon all people Keep them by your mighty hand and power, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we give ourselves wholly and completely to you. Speak to us today as we speak to fathers. Touch every man, every boy, every father in this house, and every wannabe father. Touch them by your Holy Spirit and be with them today. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, forever giving you the glory and praise. And everyone agreed and said amen. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, we've gotten good news from the Alaskan mission field. The team has been there all week. They have just tore my phone up, sending me all kinds of emails and comments about what's happening. Facebook has been blowing up. If you've not been able to see it, go on there and look. The The mission team has done a wonderful job. The general director over the youth camps in Alaska has written to me and he, he says that this is one of the greatest teams that he has ever had in all the ministry that's been out there. And I was so proud of them. I talked to Cameron late last night and told him how proud we were of them. They're doing a tremendous and wonderful job. So we're, we're gonna be praying for them this morning. They're going to be ministering. As of right now, it's only about 6 a.m. for them. So they're getting up, maybe, <laughs> and uh, they're heading out to the uh, Watsu Christian Center. Church of God in Anchorage, and they're going to be ministering there this morning, preaching and singing and drama team, so let's keep them in our prayers as they finish out. Another day, they'll be home Tuesday, and so we're excited to see them come back. They've been changed forever. Let me see if I get this right. Feliz día del padre. Amen. Did I say it right? Thumbs up? All right. Feliz día del padre. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of you. If you're here today and you are a father, you're a father wannabe, or like me, you are a father of a fish this week. (laughs) Kristen and James left me in watch over, now can you believe they named their goldfish this, sushi. (laughs) Every time I look at that fish, I'm like, dude, you are doomed. (laughs) It's over for you. I have worried myself sick. I've been up late at night because the, cl- the water's cloudy. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, do you need more food? And it seems like the more food I give it, the cloudier the water gets. So I'm, I'm worried. I left this morning, and I'm like, now, Sushi, you better be swimming around when I get home. He's seven years old. I told Kristen, I said, Kristen, your fish is a 100. If he dies while you're gone, it's not my fault. I'm looking out after him and he has just kept me awake and uh, yeah sushi all right happy Father's Day it's good to see you today our ushers are coming to serve you as they do I want to thank you for your gifts and for your giving as Richard mentioned uh, we got the carpet ripped up out here the whole new building is going to be polished concrete it looks so beautiful out there we decided we needed to match this lobby with the new lobby. And uh, it looks a little rough right now because all they've done is grinded a little. They still gotta do more grinding and, and they'll do uh, some more polishing and, and give it some color. And so don't worry, that isn't what it's gonna look like. It'll look a lot better than that. But um, it's something that we're getting ready for beyond that black tarp is our new ministry center. And it is phenomenal. And nobody gets you in trouble if you go over there and just peek back there. Don't go back there yet, but you can peek as we're getting ready. It's exciting what God is doing. It's all coming together. I'm having visions and dreams at night about what it's going to look like. I see people. I see people we don't even know walking all through that building. I see all kinds of ministry happening in those children's ministry areas and the youth area. And I'm blown away by what I feel God is getting ready to do through us here at this church. It's a time of trust. It's a time of stepping out in faith and believing. The Lord has given us favor at every turn. We're so ready and we're coming. it's coming together and I am so thrilled and I thank you for your gifts. I thank you for those who are still giving in to the building campaign, finishing out your pledges. If you've not made a new pledge, this is a beautiful time for you to step in and help us as we get close to the end of this project. We are looking at being handed the keys to that over there in about a month. Yeah. That scares me to death in a good way. God's going to be with us. Thank you for your faithful giving. Thank you for those who are giving cheerfully and those who give as Christ gave to you in Thanksgiving. We honor him today and we're so thankful for all that he's doing with us. Been got some exciting things to tell you about what's coming in there but we're going to put it off for a couple of weeks and give it to you in little chunks but god is really getting us ready for a wonderful ministry and i'm excited father we come to you we thank you for your love and your favor over this church 100 years old lord many churches many churches the statistics for 100 year old churches are not very good many of them are already gone don't exist And the ones that do so many times, a great percentage of them are are barely making it. But Lord, we thank you for a church that is thriving, for a church that is healthy, happy, and full. We understand and know that you're the one who put it down in the hearts of those beautiful people back in 1915 who started this church. You're the one that put it down in their hearts to start a Bible study and have a little worship You're the one that took a front porch and turned it into a sanctuary. So we honor you today, knowing where our strength comes from. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. And we thank you. You receive all the honor. In Christ's name, amen.
1: Hear my cry, O Lord. Yes. Attend unto my
0: prayers. Lord, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me. Lead me, Lord, to the rock. <laughs> yes, Lord.
1: Hear my cry, O oh Lord. Attend.
3: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you,
0: Lord.
3: Presence of the Lord is here in a wonderful way. Somebody says, what are they so excited about? Well, you know, it's this little thing called, I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. Got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me and tries to turn me around, I am, I see only one thing in my eye. I see The prize, Jesus Christ standing in front of me saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. I can't hardly wait to get there. Maybe you like it like it is. I'm looking for a better day. I'm looking for a better day when I stand in the presence of the Lord. Stand with me for the reading of God's word. Dad, if you'll come and get in a place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Titled this message this morning, Father's Day, of course, Jesus' right-hand men. Jesus apostrophe S, so Jesus' right-hand men. That's the heart and the desire behind the message today. And I know the heart and the desire behind so many of you who are here today. Joshua chapter 3, I'm going to take a reading from the Old Testament in Joshua about some priests. Some priests who went the extra mile, trusted God, took on the heavy weight of their responsibility to provide for and to make sure there was safe passage for the children of Israel. Sounds a whole lot like a lot of dads, I know. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 14, so it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan With the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. The manifestation, the physical manifestation of the presence of God. That's what the Ark of the Covenant was. And as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all crossed over on dry ground until all the people, say all, until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. Those are my kind of priests, so my kind of pastors. Those are my kind of men that God is going to honor us today with a challenge from his word. Father, we ask you to bless and touch us as we look into this message and how it relates to who we are in you in the present day. I pray in the name of Jesus for you to speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Challenge us. Touch us. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. I love during the welcome, I was walking up the aisle over here on the right and got to Brother Clayton English. And he looked at me and he said, man, when are you going to have your dad sing again? And I said, today. And he about shouted out in the aisle, him and his wife both. They're precious folks. I want you to, to help me uh, to honor my father. I love my dad. You know, I mean it. I don't get to say it a whole lot, so I'll say it right now. This man, hardest worker I've ever known in my life, took care of his family, loved his wife until she passed, took care of every one of us kids, made sure we never went without. If he didn't have it, he made sure we did. He did whatever he had to do our whole lives and he has supported us, stuck by us and all six of his kids are in ministry today. And I believe that the influence and the love and the support and the raising. He was definitely a a strict kind of guy. We weren't allowed to get in too much trouble. As a matter of fact, I'll never forget a time. I came in at 3 o'clock in the morning, and my father was sitting on the couch. I mean, I was a big shot. I had my own car, my own job, had my own friends. And I walked in that door you know kind of quiet and there he sat he stood up he didn't say a whole lot he didn't beat me thank goodness <laughs> but he did get up in my face and he said long as you live under my roof you'll come in at a decent hour and you'll not be out this late ever again are we understood and I was like yes sir <laughs> Amen. He was tough, but he was also cool as anything. My dad could do anything. My dad could beat up your dad. (laughs) But I honor Ray Phillips. He is the first one. I'm the second one. And my dad's going to come and and sing for us on Father's Day as an honor. I want to honor him and I want it to be a special prize for me, and I think you'll enjoy it as well. Could you welcome my dad, Ray Phillips.
4: I have a song. Dream of a city called Glory, so bright and so fair. When I entered the gates, I cried, Holy. Angels all met me there. They carried me from mansion to mansion. And no sights I saw. said, I want to see Jesus. I enter gates of that city. with Mark and Timothy. And I said, Timothy, yes, Timothy, I want to see Jesus Time for me. Yes,
3: You wouldn't mind standing with me for the reading of God's Word. Sorry about that. I just always think we should stand for the reading of God's Word. Oh, we already, we already read it. Yeah. Turn around, shake someone's hand, tell them they're real, looking real nice and sit down. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Will you ever forgive me? <laughs> Amen. See, you got me all just all stirred up here. That's what it was. <laughs> Defeat. He lay there silently, a tear dropped from his eye. There's no sense running anymore. Three strikes, I'm out. Why try? The will to rise had disappeared. All hope had fled away. So far behind, so error prone, closer all the way. I've lost this race, so what's the use, he thought. I'll live with my disgrace. But then he thought about his dad, who soon he'd have to face. Get up, an echo sounded low. Get up and take your place. You were not meant for failure here, so get up and win this race. With borrowed will, get up, he said. You haven't lost at all. For winning is not more than this, to rise each time you fall. So up he rose to win once more. And with a new commit, he resolved that win or lose, at least he wouldn't quit. So far behind the others now, the most he'd ever been. still, he gave it all he had and ran as though to win. Three times he'd fallen, stumbling. Three times he rose again. Too far behind to hope to win, he still ran till he got to the end. They cheered the winning runner as he crossed first place, head high and proud and happy, no falling, no disgrace. But when the fallen youngster crossed the line, last place, the crowd gave him the greater cheer for finishing the race. And even though he came in last with head bowed low, unproud, You would have thought he won the race to listen to that crowd. And to his dad, he sadly said, I didn't do so well. To me, you won, his father said. You rose each time you fell. And now when things seem dark and difficult to face, the memory of that little boy helps me in my race. For all of life is like that race with ups and downs and all. And all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall. Quit, give up, you're beaten. They still shout in my face. But another voice within me says, get up and win the race. Amen. The race of life. The story is about a dad. It's about a dad encouraging, coaching, guiding, directing, inspiring his son. A lot like the relationship that we not only have with our earthly fathers, but with our heavenly father as well. Every time we find ourselves stumbling or faltering in life, I'm telling you, the key to life, the key to victory. I had someone sit in my office several years ago, and they were like, he, he spoke to me and he said, listen, I can't be like you. I can't do like you. You were just, you got this special Christian gene or something in you. I can't live like you live. And I looked at him and said, yes, you can. He said, no, man, I don't have whatever it is you have. I said, oh, yes, you do. You have exactly what I have and nothing less or more because I can't do this. I never could. Not one solitary day, but every day of my life, I depend on the power that comes in serving God and giving my days to him, my hours to him, even my minutes at times to him. It's not the strength that I have in me. It's the strength that he has, and I can do all things through him. That strength, that victory. The victory that comes through knowledge, acknowledgement that we cannot fight, we cannot win in our own strength. Our, our greatest effort is just to get up every time we fall. Get up. You know. Years ago, people used to have a bumper sticker on their car that said, Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven. You know, there's no difference between anyone in this room and any other Christian anywhere. Even the ones that have lived these godly, amazing, sainted lives. The only difference between you and them is that every time they fell on their face they got back up because he is a God of do-overs he's a God of second chances he's a God who is not afraid of our failures he is a God who looks for us to be strong on our part he wants to help us to be empowered and to live the life this is the heart of the father this is the heart of you as fathers Fathers who want to be fathers, young men who are yet to dream of being a father. There's something inside each of us. God puts it there. Oh, we talk a lot about mothers, and we talk about the heart of mom, and there ain't nothing better than the heart of mom. She's got, like, the heart of God. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But you know, when you look at dad, dad has got the strength of God. He's got, he's got that, that protective nature of God. He's a hunter, a provider. When I do marriage counseling, premarital counseling, I spend a lot of time on, on the differences between men and women. You'd think by the time they got to engagement, they would have already known that. But so many of them don't realize they're all looking for the same things in their partners that they feel or think about themselves. And I said, you got to understand the difference. I mean, a lady is to be nurtured and cared for, and she, she wants love, and she wants to cuddle, and she wants to sit and watch movies. You know, so, some lady out there is going to be like, oh, oh, I hate that. <laughs> Most ladies like flowers and chocolates, and they like to be doted over, and they like attention, and they like to be talked to. They want you to come in and say, how was your day, and really listen. They want you to do that. I, I tell these guys, I'm like, "Just man, just pay a little attention, and you'll be Okay. But then I look at the woman, and I'm like, listen, sweetie, he's probably not going to be about the love bubbles all the time. He's probably not going to be when I cuddle on the couch 24 hours a day, especially not if there's a good game on. I mean, this guy is a hunter. He's a provider. He is a protector. He's out there. You know, He wants to come home with, a, with an animal that he killed for dinner, and he wants you to go, you know, and respect him because he killed that animal for you. you know, when you respect a man, he feels like a man. When you make him you know, girly, he doesn't feel very good. So it's important that we understand those differences. But guys, you get a bad rap. And, and a lot of years, you know, I had somebody I, I, I trusted, who, who spoke to me a couple years ago, and, and he said, you know, I don't like Father's Day messages. I'm like, why, man? It's a challenge to be a man, be courageous. He's like, yeah, we get beat up. He said, every time we walk in, he said, I, I get up on Father's Day getting ready for church. and I'm like, I don't even want to go. I mean, how guilty am I going to feel today, you know? I want to tell you, man. I want to tell you, young men, older gentlemen, fathers, husbands. I want to tell you something. You have a a strategic and amazing place in the kingdom of God. God has given you his hands and his feet and his mind to be able to strategize and to be able to take care of his family. You are. God in the flesh for us, It's families, you are the lead and, and the God. You know, a lot of times you've heard it said, I'm going I'm to take a crack at somebody's theology this morning. The Bible really doesn't say that the husband is the priest of the home. Someone says, what? Find the scripture. It's just not there. But what is there is the teaching. The teaching. We know in the scripture, it tells us many different places that, that we are a royal priesthood, chosen generation. We're all priests. We're all part of the kingdom of God and working in the ministry. And, and we understand that in Ephesians, the Bible tells us that the man is the head of the of the wife and, and he's the head of the house and he's to love his wife as Christ loved the church. Now, Christ is our high priest. And so it all comes together. And that's why the preaching has been there because Jesus is the high priest and and the husband is to love like Jesus. And he's the head of the house and the head of the wife. And, and it all comes together. So somebody says, well, the husband is the priest of the home. Well, he is. So is the wife. So is all of us as we work for the kingdom. And as we take our rightful places. It doesn't diminish the fact that you are to be a priest in your home. That you are to lead and to guide your home. You are to direct and to be responsible and to carry the load of getting your family safe passage from this life to the next. That is your responsibility. You are to love. Love your wife like Christ loved the church. You're to love your families and giving, as he gave himself for the church, you ought to give yourself for your wife. The problem we've had too often is that sometimes we think that's just an obedience call and it's not. It's a love call. It's a protective love call. It's important that we understand our place in the kingdom and how God wants to use you. You're on the front line. You're the battle maker. You're the one that, that protects your family and keeps them from harm. You're the one that provides for them. In many instances, you are the only provider, but you're the one who takes care of, like these priests did, you you carry the weight, you bear the burden of getting your family from one place to the other. There's nothing more important, more beautiful than a father who will take on the responsibility of making sure his family knows the truth of God and they will not... They will not look to the left or right, but they know the foundation of truth. He's a man who knows the Scripture. He's a man who knows how to pray and get a hold of God. He's a man that knows how to teach and to guide his children and his wife in the the maze of life and how they can get safely from this side to the other side. It's important that we understand that we all have a role. And the important, really important thing is to understand and know that God doesn't expect you to do that in your own strength. He wants you to understand that it's in his strength as your relationship with God. That's the key that unlocks the storehouse of heaven. Your relationship with God will be what supernaturally enables you to be the father, the husband that you need to be. It comes naturally, supernaturally. It comes automatically. As you are close to God and as you love him and your relationship with him grows, then you you become the pastor of your home. You become the guide and the leader that you need to be, the shepherd. As I said before, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. We're all part of the teaching leads us to understand how the kingdom is built. The husband is the fa- and the father is the head of the family. Listen to what Ephesians chapter five and verse 15 says. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, although some of you don't need to do that part just because you can't sing. (laughs) I'm kidding. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Which is why we understand the teaching that you are indeed a priest over your home, a leader. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to him a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that that she should be holy and without blemish. The Bible goes on in several different places and talks about how we're to teach our children. We're to be impressed upon our hearts the word of God so that we can impress it on their hearts and that they'll live. We're commanded to raise up our children, to raise up our families. Psalm 78 and 4 says, we will not hide them from, from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, of his power and the wonders he has done. If there is ever a time in our generation that we need men who will stand up and fight on the front line for their families, it's now. You don't need beat up. You need it armored. You need to be encouraged, and you need to be inspired and challenged by God's Holy Spirit that you are meant to do it. You may have had all kinds of opposition. You may have felt like the world was screaming, give up, give up. But I'm telling you, the truth of it is, it's in you, not mama. Mama's got the heart of God, but you got the hand of God. You got the mighty power of God behind you. So you have a responsibility. It's time to stand up in that strength, allow the Lord to encourage you and fill you full so that you are able to supernaturally be the father you are meant to be, the husband that you are meant to be. It's amazing how it all works, but supernaturally, it'll just fall into place. But it starts with your relationship with God. That's where it begins. That's why you're fought so hard there. That's why the enemy wants to take that away from you. That's why he wants to knock you down. If he can get you to give in and throw in the towel, then he's got you. He's got you, got your children, got your wife. He's got it all. If he can just get you. So you've got to understand the importance of where we are and how we must stay so focused on the things that make for champions. Because you are meant to be a champion, you're meant to be a warrior, you are meant to fight and to win, you are meant to win and it's all in the key of never giving up. It was Winston Churchill, one of my favorite, I mean I've got a big picture at home and a big plaque that says all this, this one speech, one of the biggest, baddest speeches that was ever given in the world, this guy gave. I mean it was tough, I mean, they paid him good money, it was amazing. People were clapping, standing ovation at the end, and this is it. He walked up on stage with his top hat on. He's in England at one of those universities. He steps up to the podium, takes his hat off, looks at the crowd of graduates, ready to just tell them, give them wisdom and impart to them such beautiful words that would change their lives forever. And he did with these words. He said, never, 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 never give up. Put his hat on and walked off stage. Why can't I get paid for a speech like that? What'd you say? Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, this is your gift today, gentlemen. It's you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> Beautiful gifts to Stratford Heights Church of God, and it's a back scratcher, and it's got a little thing on here. You can just put it in your pocket, carry it with you everywhere you go. All right. Congratulations. You're welcome. You're welcome. Never give up. That's the key to it all. Never give up. Never give in. That's it. How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to win? The enemy fights left and right. He's always punching me. I'm always getting hit in the face every time I get up. I feel like I'm knocked back down. You know what the key is? Get back up. Keep getting up until you got it down. That's it. The thing you don't do is throw in the towel. That's what you don't do. So I'm giving you the keys to what it is to be with the greatest father on the face of the earth. Greatest husband on the face of the earth. Don't give up. Don't you dare give up. God has empowered you. God has given you the ability to strategize and work your way through this whole world. There's not an enemy. There's not a devil. There's not a demon in hell that can hold you back from being the captain and the champion that you are meant to be. If you will just stand up and not give in. That's it. And as you do that, man, God will bless you and strengthen you. That's why the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's there. It's all right there for us. And we've got... To stay. That world is screaming at us. They're trying to drown us out. They're trying to drown truth out and change truth to a lie. They're trying their best to demean you and to take you down. They want want to get to the place where there's no such thing as a man or a woman. They want to get to the place, and I ain't going to go political, but they want to get to the place where there's no such thing as a men's room or a ladies' room. But it's all the same. I'm telling you, they're trying to attack the very thing, the fiber of who you were meant to be. Stand up in the strength of God, and don't let this world lie to you anymore. Don't let them lie to you and take away the strength of God in you. Don't let the elements of this life and this world take you down and keep you down. If you're down and you find yourself there this morning, simple. Get up. That's it. Just get up. And that's the strength that will lead you. I've seen many men before you. I told you and shared with you about Brother Osborne. Man, he'll never know what that meant to me. Standing over him. As he, he was in that hospital ready for surgery. And, and I, he just was like, I'm good, man. No matter what, I'm good. I trust him. I, mean, I think about God and how mighty and majestic he is and how amazing. I was driving down Green Tree Road headed to my house this last week, and, and I, I'm a sap sometimes. I get that from the mother side. You know, and I, I'm this big old teared tier, up sap because I'm sitting there driving down the road, and I look over into a field, and I see all these beautiful fireflies. It was dusk, and they're all sparkling all over the field. And I pulled an Audrey. I looked up, and I was just like, and they say there's no God. I looked at the beautiful, it looked like Disney World on steroids, it was amazing. Forget, what's her name, Thumbelina, what's her name? Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. forget her, <laughs> she don't have the pixie dust that God does. It was beautiful, it was beautiful, I looked out and they were sparkling all over that field and I was just like, yeah and they say that just kind of, I guess it must ease their guilt in life to to look at something that small and minute but yet at the same time try to say well it just all happened it just all kind of chaotically came into place i'm like are you serious and then they try to shroud that with that's the intelligent thought it's amazing to me we can get so deceived so off track so easy i looked out at that field of fireflies and i looked up and i said you are a good good father you're a good father you're a great dad you're an awesome mighty god you're a creator you're amazing and if i if i can trust him with a field full of fireflies and i can trust him with my life He gave me breath and breathed into me that life, that gave me a living soul and made me a a whole being. And then he went as far as to secure my salvation through his son. I can trust in Jesus Christ and I can accept him into my life and therein lies my eternal security. It's not a doctrine from a church, it's a promise from the Lord. If you and I will trust him and follow after him, he said, if any man will come after me will deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That is the ticket, and that's the key. People have told me before, they've, they've tried to fuss with me over doctrines, and I'll say, I'm, I'm totally secure, man. And they say, oh, so you're, you're, you're first church of the river? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh, well, then, then what are you? I'm church of God. Well, you all believe in river. I'm like, no. Listen. What I know is this. I know that as long as I mean to go to heaven, they ain't a devil in hell, a man on the face of the earth. Nobody can snatch my salvation out of my heart. Nobody can take it away from me. I know a Savior who's able to present me faultless before the throne he's able to take me all the way through and i'm not worried i'm not sick in my heart thinking i'm gonna stub my foot and end up down in the bad place i really believe in the uh, in the un the unconditional love of jesus christ and his power to keep me from falling and his power to forgive me when i do fall and to help me to get up and to keep going until i make heaven my home I believe I'm secure, not in a doctrine, but I'm secure in the rock. Christ Jesus, that's where my security comes from. I didn't mean to get into all that, but it's a, we, we got to get back to understanding God has made the way for us to be victorious. He's made the way for us to get across the finish line. Paul said when he was done, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. And I finished the race. That's it. Paul, I mean, don't you want to tell me how good you were? Don't you want to tell me how much tithe you paid? Don't you want to tell me how many days you went to church? Don't you want me, don't you want to tell me, Lord, Paul, how, how, how you fulfilled all your gifts? Don't, don't you want to tell me all that stuff you did? No, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. And I didn't quit, I finished my race. He said, henceforth, in other words, because of this, now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness at that day. Not for me only, but to all them who also love his appearing. We have promise in Christ. There have been many times as a Christian, Sister Maria, I've had to get down on my face and repent. Many times I've had to ask the Lord to forgive me. And to help me and to empower me many times. But I've always felt the urging and the touch of the Holy Spirit telling me, man, let's clean this up. I've always felt it. He's been right there. I didn't like, you know, whenever I felt like I made a wrong choice or wrong decision. Or I just clean out, just failed. It wasn't me in my own strength going, oh boy, I really blew it. I better get back. I better make an appointment with God. Immediately the Holy Spirit inside My life knew there was separation because of choice and sin. And he touched my life and caused me in conviction to want to get somewhere fast. It's relationship. It's relationship. As we understand that and know that in our lives, we have victory. We have total victory. And God is raising up men. When you look at these priests, when you look at them as they had the responsibility Guys, we have the responsibility, we all do, as a pastor, I have a responsibility. I feel like with Brother Osborne, I stood by his bedside last evening and as I sat there and he's just breathing in and out and just about ready to go, I I looked at him and I thought the thought came to me as his pastor, it's my responsibility to make sure he's got some safe passage. So I poured into him Psalm 23 and read it over him. As I did, he acknowledged that he heard me. And Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That was me trying to make sure I was bridging giving him comfort and giving him strength as he works his way across that bridge, across that river. These priests were doing the same thing. Christian, that's what they were doing. They were holding the presence of God. They were in charge of the presence. They had those those wooden rollers on their back, and they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, beautiful, wonderful. Ark of the Covenant that had the Ten Commandments in it, the pot of manna, and and it had the the Aaron's rod, and all these things that represented the physical manifestation of God's presence, and they were carrying that. What a lesson that is, where to secure the presence of God. That's what we talk about, Gary, when we're in planning. We always talk, we don't talk about, you know, hey, we've got to up this talent or that ability. We've got to do this thing, make sure this is working. We we talk about those things. We want to be excellent in what we do, but the main thing we talk about is that we've got to bring the presence of God into this place the presence of God has to be here that's our job as pastors and preachers and teachers in our congregation it's not to shine and show off like we're something else it's to shine him and show him off and make sure you understand the presence of the Lord is what will take you all the way through the presence of God, the power of God, that's what we want more than anything. We want to preach the gospel, preach the word of God in such a way that it points back to him every service, every time we come together. We want—we don't want to leave out of here and say, well, that was dead. Well, that was no, I didn't feel a thing. Did you? No. I, nobody was except, boy, nobody could say that about you. Came in here today, we're singing, the worship is going on, and I thought, man, this place is going to come unglued. Some of y'all, I look at you, I'm like, wow, y'all acting like you its you at the Ohio State National Championship every Sunday, and I sit back and you know, I think, y'all yeah, go on, be decent, and be in order now. Don't get, don't get fanatical crazy, don't get you know weird. I don't know if I heard it once, I heard it a hundred times this last week. Pastor, favorite thing I've ever heard you say was, "Don't be weird." I'm not responsible for what I preached last Sunday, but. Somewhere in the middle of that message, I just looked at everybody under the anointing, of course. And I said, don't be weird. <laughs> Holy Ghost ain't weird. He isn't. I don't think he is. I think he's, he does things, mysteries things. He does beautiful things and wonderful things that encourage and edify and build up. But he's not weird. God wants us to be his champions. He wants us to be part of his kingdom network helping to build and let the ladies do their thing and be who they are because that's beautiful in the sight of God. But gentlemen, don't take a back seat. You have a responsibility. You have a weight of glory on you. You're responsible for the presence of God. And I love the way it describes it. If you you read back over that, it says, the waters which came down, they all stopped. And then it says, then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant, it was their responsibility. They were bearing the weight of the responsibility of the Ark of the Covenant. They wanted to make sure, they had to make sure their, the presence of God was there for the people. They, they had to protect that. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm, stood firm. you got to stand and keep standing no matter how heavy it gets, no matter what the weight is, no matter what. I mean, can you imagine the when they first stepped into the water, we understand the flood banks were overrun and they were literally in a frenzy of water, turmoil of water and there they, there they stood and they took by faith and stepped into that mess. And then the miracle happened. God will always ask you to step out in faith and trust him before you actually see the miracle. But if you'll trust him, you'll always see. His hand will be at work in the in the midst of it. He will always will show up. And the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant and the Lord of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. That speaks of a burden and a cry of our own hearts that we will do everything in our power to make sure that our sons and our daughters, that our children, that our church, We all make it all the way across. It's our responsibility to feel the weight and to know the responsibility that comes with carrying the presence of God in us and being the challenge to this world and to its lies and to the enemy, that we will stand our ground until every last one of us has crossed over. I mean to make sure, Craig, that you make it. I mean to make sure Charlie Brandenburg makes it. I mean to make sure that Salvador makes it. As his pastor and his friend, as a spiritual father in this house, I mean to make sure that we make it across. We've got to have the same love that we talked about last Sunday and determination that we're going to make sure that we are doing what we can to take one after the other. If we were in some kind of movie and, and the, the tragedies were were. Laying in front of us, and the, the desperate need was there, and, and we were trying to save one another. We would not rest until the very last one had gotten across. And that's the mentality. That's behind the love we preached last Sunday, wanting to make sure we stand our ground and make sure that everybody, Kevin gets in, everybody crosses over safely. I want to make sure Cindy does. I mean, she's a hard one. I got to pull her all the way. <laughs> Just kidding we got to make sure we're looking out for one another. We need one another. That's why the, it says they were there. They were there on their job. And they didn't leave until it was done. It's important we understand what we are responsible for. It's, we have a job to do inside this kingdom work. In this church, we have responsibilities to hold one another's hands and to help one another be strong and to live in our lives in such a way that we are constantly helping others to get across to the other side. Does that make sense? Amen. Stand with me this morning. Men, you are God's right-hand men. You are God's right-hand men. I want every every gentleman, I say gentlemen because there are fathers, there are grandfathers, there are young men who are not fathers yet but plan to be. There are some guys who are spiritual fathers to sons in the Lord. Some of you may just have a sushi, but I want you, if you're able to this morning, I would like you to get out from where you are and make your way to the front, as many of the gentlemen of our church as we possibly can. Would you come? Safe passage. It takes a spiritual man, anointed of God, to do the work of God. And you can't do it on your own, so nobody's pointing fingers at you, Kyle. I'm not looking at you and saying, you got to do this. I'm looking at you and I'm saying, you got to surrender. And as you surrender, then God's going to do it. He's going to empower you to do what you can't do in your own strength. I'm looking at some great men. Come on in close, guys. Get in as close as you can other guys are down the aisle here and it's a good-looking bunch of men ladies I want you to as we stand here together I want us to look around at our our courageous comrades you're part of the infantry here at Stratford Heights some of you going all the way back a hundred years it's good to see you this morning. Happy Father's Day to you. I want God to empower you. I want him to strengthen you. I want him to put a resolve inside of you that says we'll not, we'll not be defeated. We'll not give in. We won't stop and we won't move until every one of our family members and our church has crossed safely to the other side. I want you right now to be determined, men. It's going to take spiritual men. We've got to lead. We've got to guide. We've got to do that. They will love us to death. They'll take care of of the love and the nurture and the heart of God is all around us in that audience. But you have a responsibility that they don't have. You are a pastor of your family, you are a priest in God's kingdom, you are the leader. You're the head of your family. You've got a heavy responsibility because you're carrying the presence of God. That's your responsibility. It ain't Jen's. Jen, once she loves the presence of God, we all know her. She loves that presence of the Lord. But it's your responsibility to carry the presence of God into your house every day to make sure that when you leave, it's secure. And when you come back, it's right there. And it's your job to make sure every one of those kids crossing that threshold are coming across on dry ground, on miracle ground. And you, and you, and you, every one of us, we have our responsibility. So yeah, I'm challenging us, but not beating you up. Aren't you glad we didn't get a beat up sermon? But a sermon that says, take your rightful place. Take your place. Because God's waiting for some good men, a few good men. And I see a whole bunch of them right here. Amen? Ladies, I want you to stretch your hands towards these towards these men. Gentlemen, would you reach up and put a hand on the shoulder of somebody standing beside you? I feel the Holy Spirit. God's going to empower you. You're going to leave this house today. You're going to have the greatest Father's Day you've ever had. God's going to touch you, empower you, strengthen you. What you thought you couldn't do, you're going to be able to do. The power of the Lord is here in a mighty way to touch your life. Father, I pray over our men. I pray over fathers who wanna be fathers, young men who aren't fathers now but wanna be. I pray for young men, God, that, that need that empowerment, need that, that witness and that example. I pray they'll, they'll understand the value in the men around them. I, I pray, God, for all of our guys, our older, that will, will give back and, and, and find younger men that they can teach and that they can be an example and a mentor to. I pray, God, for young men, young fathers and husbands that, that are working hard and trying to provide for their family. Lord, don't let them get caught up and too much that drains them but let them be re-empowered and re-energized by your presence and know that the the glory of your presence is the most important thing they carry every day as they go and they come show them your glory and god power and strength i pray in the name of jesus challenge the men of our church lord by your holy spirit to stand in the place that you've called them Lord, to stand firm and see the glory of God, to know that they hold within them the presence of God, the power of God, to provide the miracles that are needed. Their families will be saved. Their families, their sons, their daughters will safely make passage, and they will be men who are empowered by your Holy Spirit to be an example and a guide, and they'll not be afraid, and they'll not give in, and they won't lay down, and they won't throw in the towel, but they will stand up. and if they they get knocked down they'll get right back up again because they're not going to be defeated because there is no defeat in serving jesus christ in the name of jesus our savior our high priest our example and the lord of lords and king of kings and everybody said amen amen let's give the lord praise and give him honor <laughs> hallelujah amen amen, amen. You bless me, Brother McGee, you blessed me. Seeing you down here, I don't wanna embarrass you, but man, it's just good to see you. It's been good to see you this last month. It's real neat what you told me last week. I'm proud of where Auburn Street has brought us. I'm proud of your family that had a burden, because I believe this is one of the greatest churches on the face of the earth. And you're some of the greatest people ever. And I, I can tell you this, I'm just. this is a, a visitation time. I absolutely, please don't run me off anytime soon, I love being your pastor and I love our church together, we are awesome, you're awesome, amen, happy Father's Day, now here's the instructions for the rest of the day, okay, you don't have to worry about nothing, to go home and put on your favorite shirt even if the whole family hates it (laughs) grab the remote sit in that most favorite chair and no one is allowed to do anything but serve you all day long family (laughs) they got to be served if they want macaroni and cheese with tuna fish give it to them if they want a peanut butter sandwich with A Milky Way cut in the middle of it, do it, whatever they want. Today's your day. Enjoy it. Love your family. Appreciate them. And know that your church appreciates you. And uh, don't forget to get your gift. God bless you. We'll see you.